Welcome. This is the Run Slow Lift Hard Podcast. Wait, what? That's right. This is the Run Slow Lift Hard Podcast this episode. Not the Run Slow Carb Hard Podcast. We're still running, but back of the packer, middle of the packer, beginning runner, you need to lift. If you want to run faster, if you want to run longer, if you want to prevent injuries, if you just want to look better, you need to lift. I always felt that I was a meathead stuck inside a a slow runner's body. Um, You'll see the video on Instagram. You'll see. I certainly don't have the body of a meathead. But I'm telling you, it is important. Runners, you need to lift. Endurance athletes, you need to lift. And that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. We're going to talk about strength training, why it's important, and we'll break it down and give you a few exercises that you can do. Be sure to go to our Instagram page at Run Slow Carb Hard. You can we're still Run Slow Carb Hard on the Instagram. Run Slow Carb Hard on Instagram, and you can see a few examples that I give you there. This check just check out our latest reel. But first, let me welcome you to the show. The Run So Carb Hard podcast is a podcast for the back of the pack runner and the back of the pack endurance athlete. If you can't leave the race expo without spending $300, if you only stretch once a year, and if you have ever ran a race in a banana suit, then you are our people. And on that note, I leave for London in just about exactly a week. I think here in about 29, 30 days, I'm working extra. I am teaching extra classes just to buy out about everything they have at the race expo. So I cannot wait. The countdown is on. We are less than five weeks to the London Marathon. But I want to tell you a little bit more about this podcast. On each episode, we will feature a topic that will cover training, nutrition, health, or just general running slash endurance sports information. Most of these topics just come to me in the middle of a training run, but I want to hear from you. There's a couple ways you can hit us up. One, hit us up on Instagram at runslowcarbhard. Let us know what you want to hear. Or if you want to send an email, you can email the show, runslowcarbhard at gmail.com. And just remember, in the running community, this is our show. You know, running is an individual sport, but we're there with other people. We're at the race with other people, and everybody's going through the same thing, and it's a community, and I want this show to be part of the running community. So please, hit us up. Let me know what you want to hear. If you want to come on the show and co-host with me, and we just talk about running and cut up and have a good time, I'm always looking for fun and interesting people to join me. And why did I create this podcast, other than just to talk about my love of endurance sports. Well, more importantly, I just talked about London. I am running the 2022 London Marathon as a charity runner for the Outward Bound Trust. And I have the goal of running all six of the Abbott World Major Marathons. And I've ran three, and I'm laughing. I've ran Chicago, I've ran New York, I've ran Berlin. And I know it's just because I'm at the end of my training cycle. I've got one more long run, and then I can finally start to taper. And I've been hitting it hard, it feels like, since the winter. But my body just feels like I'm done right now. I, I'm just, my, my knees are sore, my back is sore, I'm tired, I'm just done. I am so ready to taper. So I'm laughing because I say I want to run all six right now. I don't know if I'm going to get through London, um, but I will. You know, I'll, I'll man up and I'll get through it. Um, but if you like what you hear in this podcast, and if I put a smile on your face, would you please consider donating 
to the Outward Bound Trust. All you got to do is check out the show's description. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, if you're on the web browser, check out the show's description and you can see the link to my Just Giving page there. I'm trying to run race 2,000 British pounds, which is about 2,400 US dollars. So if you go to my Just Giving page, you can see we got some work to do. Now, hey, I've got some great businesses who are going to donate and, you know, I've got some things in the works. So, you know, I'm hoping to get us across the finish line. But, you know, something I want, I, I thought of, you know, we only got about five weeks to the London Marathon. And if I'm thinking over my social media, you know, between Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, and LinkedIn, I probably got about 2,200 connections somewhere around there. If everybody gave 50 cents, I'd be able to make a, the rest and we'd be home. So if I could only get a fourth of you to give $5, all right, $5 for five weeks to go until London, right? If I get about 250 of you, maybe 300 of you, we're done and we have helped kids. The Outward Bound Trust is a charity that takes kids and gets them in the great outdoors, teaches them amazing life skills like teamwork and dedication, self-sufficiency, self-confidence. You know, in raising 2,000 British pounds, it's able to send multiple kids out on these excursions and get them out in the great outdoors. You know, we're hearing so many stories right now of kids who've lost so much these past two years because they haven't been in school and they haven't had the experiences that they needed to have outside of just being at home on their computer, on their phone, just staring at a screen, right? Hey, it's time. It is past time to get kids back in the outdoors, get them in nature, right? Get them off their screens and let's get back to normal. That's what the Outward Bound Trust is doing. And that's what I'm asking for you to come alongside me and help them out. So all I'm asking, $5. If you could give $5, we'd so, so appreciate it. Check out the Just Giving link in the show's description. Or if you can't do it, I understand. Times are tough. Hey, go on Instagram, like, comment, share our stuff, engage with the podcast, and you will be helping kids. All right, before we get to our topic, let's do our shout outs. I only got one for you today, and it's the same one I do every episode because they're amazing long run coffee. Go to longruncoffee.com, L-O-N-G-R-U-N-C-O-F-F-E-E, just standard spelling, longruncoffee.com. Hey, it is electrolyte infused coffee. So I've got one more long run coming up. I'm going to do a 20 miler on Saturday. You better believe I will drink long run coffee before that long run. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, long run coffee, they are not a sponsor of the show. They don't pay me to, um, to promote their coffee or, or to, to show for their coffee. But I do it because for a couple reasons. One, they give a discount to our listeners, which I'm going to give you that discount to. Two, the proceeds from the listeners that use that discount, they donate to the Outward Bound Trust. So they donate... Um, for my charity, for the Outward Bound Trust that I'm running for London. And then three, I use it because it works. And I drink long run coffee before all my long training sessions. And it's electrolyte infused coffee. So it's not, you know, a lot of times when I drink coffee, and I'm a big coffee drinker in the mornings, you know, it gets me up and it gets me going. And it's that caffeine bolt that I need. However, you know, I've, 
you know, I, I feel jittery sometimes or I, I, it dehydrates me and I, and I got to drink a lot of water afterwards. Um, long run coffee. I don't have any of that. I can drink it before a long training session and know that I'm going to feel okay out on the road. So I want you to go to longruncoffee.com. Use the promo code RSCH. Run slow, carb hard. RSCH. Use that at checkout. It's going to save you 15% on their coffee. And they've got the dark roast, the medium roast, the light roast. They got decaf. RSCH is a promo code. Longruncoffee.com. Save 15%. And they're going to donate proceeds to the Outward Bound Trust. How amazing is that? Okay, I'm your to pump you up. Is that a dated reference? Does anybody know what I'm talking about with that? Comment on Instagram if you know what that reference is from. Comment, I want to hear you. But we're talking about strength training today here on the show. And it's really important, you know, I think as endurance runners or, or endurance athletes, we're so concerned with, you know, the, the swim and the bike and the run and making sure we get all our miles in or, you know, making sure we're getting the laps in the pool or, or whatever it could be. And sometimes we don't take the time to strength train and strength training has so many great benefits. You know, it's going to make you stronger, obviously. And so that's going to make you faster. And it's also shown that it can increase your endurance, your muscular endurance. So if you're running half marathons, marathons, Ironmans, it can actually help with your endurance and it can help prevent injuries. I've done a lot more strength training as I've prepared for London than, than I may have the other three marathons that I've done or, or, or the half Ironman that I've done. You know, I can tell as I'm getting older, I need to lift more. And there's been some days where I've kind of been in between like a, a run or a lift and I've gone with the lift and it's made a really big difference in my running. Now I'm still getting general soreness. You know, you're out on the trail or on the road for three or four hours, you know, your feet are going to be sore and, and you know, your core is going to be sore. Um, but I don't have that just that kind of feeling in my legs that I've had sometimes where I just wasn't strong enough, where my legs gave out a little bit earlier than what I thought. And that's just because I've been strength training. So I want to go over a few guidelines to strength training. I'll give you a few exercises. Um, we'll talk about different, you know, different volumes and intensities, depending on what part of your training cycle you're in. And I'll try to give you some tips along the way. Just a little background. I've been lifting since I, I was an athlete in high school. And then when I, I graduated college, um, I started running health clubs for, for six years. Um, then I ran fitness centers um, for a couple different college campuses. So I've been around weight rooms for forever. It feels like my whole life. Now, again, you're going to look at me on the Instagram and you're going to go, really? You've picked up a weight? You know, hey, I, I'm a skinny kind of kind of just tall, lean, skinny, Indiana basketball, corn eating type of kid right? I have tried so many times to put on bulk and to put on muscle. Um, I was doing okay in my early 20s, but then, um, you know, I found out there's a lot of work that goes into to keeping a lot of bulk on. And I started doing endurance sports. And so a lot of bulk wasn't really helping me. So what can I do to get lean, but to still be strong and be able to perform at my best? So, you know, if you want to make fun of me on Instagram, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm beyond the point of, of worrying about it anymore. <clears throat> but 
let's talk about a few weight guideline or guidelines for for weight training. First, let's focus on the prime mover. So we're going to focus on on large muscle groups. Now you can find a ton of different strength training routines and and regimens online through magazines, books, whatever. But let's just focus on those big muscles. So I'm kind of talking to that endurance athlete who's maybe never strength trained before, right? So I'm talking about big muscles, shoulder, chest, back, legs. And when I'm saying legs, um, front uh, thighs, quadricep, hamstrings, glutes, right? Those are kind of the big muscle groups we want to focus on. We'll get the most bang for the buck. Right? And again, if you go to Instagram and see our reel um, for this episode, you can see I gave you an example of five different ex- exercises you can use. And we want to try to prevent muscle imbalances, right? So you might have seen this and, and people make fun of, you know, the gym bro that's really, really big up top and muscular up top and little bitty chicken legs, right? But we want to prevent that. And what I'm talking about muscle imbalances and not necessarily being huge up top and small down below, um, but more, you know, if we're going to work chest, we want to make sure that we work back. If we're going to work our biceps, we want to work triceps. If we're going to work quadriceps. We're going to want to work hamstrings, right? We don't want to overdevelop one thing and underdevelop another because all our muscles work in perfect uh, harmony, all right? When one is working, the other is supporting and then vice versa, right? So we want to make sure we prevent imbalances, right? And let's try to use multi-joint exercises whenever possible. So that doesn't mean if you go to the gym and you get on the um, the leg extension or the leg curl machine or the bicep curl, that that's a bad thing, but we're gonna get a lot more bang for the buck and engage more muscle groups if instead of, um, let's say, instead of doing bicep curls and tricep pushdowns, if we're doing chest press and back rows, right? And as much as possible, if you can, try to, you know, there is a really great book. And if you're into sports science, you might be interested in this, but it's written by a guy named Vern Gambetta. And Vern Gambetta was a longtime strength conditioning coach and and, um, trained a lot of pro athletes and worked with pro teams. Um, But the the name of the book, um, oh my gosh, it's, I'm totally um, blanking on it right now. Um, but I'll, I'll think about it here in just a second. But we want the um, the exercises to be functional, right? We want them to be specific to um, our actual exercise. Th- this name of the book, I'm trying to remember, it's just, it, it's going to haunt me. Watch, I, I, I'm going to forget it here in the podcast. I'm going to be asleep, and at midnight, I'm going to yell it out. Um, but we want um, exercises to be functional to the exercise or to the event that we're actually doing. So you know, it, a lot of us are runners. So it would make sense if we're doing some type of movement that mimics the run. So lunges would be a great exercise to do. Make sure we're also including the core, right? And the core is not just your stomach and your abs. It's part of it, but engage your abs, your back and your hips, all of those things work into your core. Your core is extremely important. Everything we do comes from the core, right? So make sure you're engaging your core, right? And keep the number of exercises low. 
And I think for a lot of us endurance athletes, this isn't necessarily too hard because we're spending most of our time worrying about our particular discipline, right? We're spending a couple hours on the road um, on our bike or, or running. So we don't wanna be in the weight room forever, right? So um, keep the number of exercises low. Five, six, seven exercises really is all you need, all right? Maybe we do five um, big type of group muscle exercises. We're doing uh, chest press, doing shoulder press, back row, squats, deadlift, do some core, and then away we go, right? And then periodize strength training. And that's where I'm gonna kind of park my car here for just a second and talk about periodization. So periodization is basically um, switching up your workout and having it, um, having it fit what you're doing at that time in your training cycle. So, you know, there's sometimes in our training cycle where we're just focusing on long, slow, kind of non, um, non-intense exercise. Maybe we're just coming off a race. We're just coming off a long, um, a long layoff, right? Those would be the time to do that right? Um, there's other times where we're ramping up for our race and we're getting really close to our race. And so um, the lifting becomes a little bit more intense, right? So periodization is really important. Athletic development. I told you I would figure it out. Um, it would come to me just, sorry, Vern Gambetta, athletic development talks about using um, sports specific exercises. Sorry, and if you're on the road and you heard that and you're in your car and I made you crash, hey, my bad. Uh, but athletic development, burn get better. All right, so let's talk about periodization. And there's a few different periods that we're going to talk about. And let's talk first about anatomical adaptation. And this is the initial phase of strength training. Usually occurs maybe closer, like after your fall races, right? Or kind of early in the winter. So we're going to call this, let's say, the off season right, is your anatomical adaptation. And the purpose of this is to prepare your muscles, prepare your tendons for the greater loads once we start putting more weight on the bar and once we start getting to our maximum strength. So all we're doing at this anatomical adaptation, we're just getting our body ready to do heavier loads. So this is high volume, low intensity, all right? So if we're thinking about um, reps, you know, these are going to be high reps, um, somewhere in the 20 to 30 range, right? So if I'm going to be doing bench press, I'm going to be doing it 20, 30 times, right? So high volume there, but low intensity. And when we say intensity, I mean weight, right? So I'm not going to be able to bench press something 20 times as much as I could do it eight times, right? So we're not so much worried about putting a lot of weight on or really trying to worry about strength. We're just trying to get our body ready to do some heavier loads going forward. So we're think about this in the off season, all right? Anatomical adaptation in the off season, maybe we're doing it in the late fall, ramping up to the first of the year, right? And then when we're done with that phase, you know, take a little bit of time off, maybe a little bit of a transition if you um, wanna kind of maybe do some plyometrics, um, do some other things that, to get your body kind of ready to start doing those heavier loads. Maybe take a little bit of time off, do some stretching, um, do some cross training. Maybe instead of lifting, um, you, you play basketball or you go cross country skiing or you get on the bike or, or something like that, all right? So then we transition. And then we get into maximum strength, 
right? Doesn't that sound cool? Maximum strength. And this, we want to improve force generation, right? So as resistance gradually increases, right, the repetitions are going to go down, more force is generated, right? We start doing this kind of in our base one period. So as we start to um, get into a new training cycle, so let's say we're at the first of the year and we're going to start training maybe for some summer or another fall race and we're at the start of a whole brand new training cycle, right? This is where maximum strength starts. And uh, maximum strength, it's going to last for it's going to last for a little while, right? Um, it's going to last through kind of that base session where, again, as we're thinking about the cardio, um, it's long distance. It's not very intense. We're building up the body to get ready to take on more intense exercise, right? So at the maximum strength phase, um, our repetitions are going to be lower. So when we think strength, low reps, heavy weight, right? So we're going to be at about maybe six to eight, maybe 10, but I would keep your reps at about six to eight, all right? And then you could take another transition there. And then once we're done with, um, with maximum strength, then we go to strength maintenance, right? So now we're maybe in our build periods. So um, we're getting on our, our cardio side, on our swim and our bike and our run, we're starting to get more intense workouts right and we don't want to lose everything we did in the maximum strength phase because we just took maybe about 12 12 weeks of really kind of building that strength so we want to maintain it as we increase our cardio so now we're going to keep the reps a little bit higher now now we're going to be about that 12 range if you want to say 10 to 12 that's fine but about that 12 range right there works out pretty well um and the weight is obviously going to come down a little bit in the maximum strength phase. But you're going to be surprised from when you start, if you have never lifted before, from if you start an anatomical adaptation, do that for about eight weeks, do your maximum strength for 12, you're going to be surprised how many gains you make in a really short amount of time. And you're going to be able to put more weight on the bar in this uh strength maintenance phase and what you think. And you can still get a little strong in strength maintenance phase. This does not mean we're taking our foot off the gas. Push it a little bit. So if you're doing, um, let's say squats, and you're squatting 200 pounds 12 times, all right, well that shows you, you can do it. Maybe next time, let's put on 205, and maybe you can only do it 10 times, all right? Let's stay at that 10. Once you hit the 12 mark, great. Now let's go to 210 and 215 and so on and so on and so forth. So we're not so much concerned in, um, in strength maintenance about putting on more weight or getting stronger, but push yourself a little bit. Don't, you don't just have to stay where you're at. Now you don't have to make these huge gains, right? We don't need to put 50 pounds on our bench press, but you should be able to see some moderate gains from there, right? So those are the phases of strength training. And again, you can do, there are so many exercises you can do, but if you really just, you want to get in, you want to get stronger, but you don't want to take a lot of time to do it. You just need five exercises, bench press, shoulder press, um, um, back, uh, back row, squat, deadlift, and then I'll throw in uh, core work as number six. You do those six things, 
you're going to be fine. And I usually do those twice a week. And then I have one day a week where I do some more, um, um, some more kind of close ended exercises, right? Or I'm working on, I'm not working on, on big compound muscles. I'm working on smaller muscle groups. So, um, I might do like some, um, some lateral and, um, bent over shoulder raises, kind of work on, on the anterior and posterior of the, of the uh, deltoid muscle, um, bicep curl, tricep push down, um, chest flies, um, rear, uh, rear delt flies. Um, and then for legs, do some, um, leg extensions, leg curls, abduction, adduction, um, some glute kickbacks, work on calves, um, do some calf raises and then do some things for the obliques, do some, some things for the, um, lower back and do some things for, um, for the abdominals just to hit all of them. And, um, just to do some things for smaller muscles, just to kind of break things up a little bit, but really all you need is those big compound lifts put some weight on the bar, get stronger, see your performance improve. Hey, you know something we haven't done in a while? The question of the week. We're finally getting a little bit of interaction on Instagram and we want to hear from you. So please follow us on Instagram. Every Monday, I'll post a question of the week. And this is the interactive part of the show. We want to hear from our listeners. And speaking of that, our numbers are going up. I checked it the other day. We just had a ton of listens over the past week. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate all the listeners that we get. Um, the more listens we get, the more we can do for the Outward Bound Trust. So thank you so much. Um, but we want to hear from you. Mondays, we'll post a question of the week. And we posted a question last week. And we asked... Um, we we're, we're talking about time. And if you remember last week's episode, um, I did the podcast while I was riding my bike, right. And in kind of multitasking. And I, we asked, how do you handle work, life and training? And this came to me, this question came to me because, um, I'm, I'm a college professor. So all summer I had summer off to train and do this podcast and really invest in it and just have a blast. But now that school started, um, you know, when school starts, it's 10,000 RPM all day. There's not a lot of breaks. Um, I am full send every day, every hour of the day. Um, it's just because there's so much to do. And, and I, I teach eight classes this semester, so I'm very, very busy and you know, advising and overseeing a club and, and all these things. Um, and I got to get my son to school early in the morning, so I'm up crazy early. Um, and then I got to drive 30 minutes and get him to school. And then I'm in uh, school and then come home. Um, and so it's hard for me to work out in the mornings and at night I'm tired, but I still need to push through and get things done. However, I want to be respectful of my wife as well. And I don't want her to wait too long to have to eat. So this has been a huge adjustment going back to school and it's affected the podcast. I, I don't interact as much on Instagram. I don't post as much. Um, I, I'm getting this particular episode out late. Usually I have it posted on Thursday morning. This isn't getting posted until late Thursday night. So it's just hard to find the time. So I wanted to know how do you guys balance it all? Right. And um, this is 
now this is an old question, but still, please feel free to go to Instagram, let me know, and let's commiserate together. But GlassesGirl79 commented, to balance work and family and training, I get up earlier in the morning to get my exercise done and every evening. As for work, I make sure to start and end my workday on time and not work through my lunch. As for family, I'm a family of two, me and my husband. So each evening we take a minute to de-stress from our workday. So those are pretty good strategies there. And it sounds like she is pretty regimented. So she gets up in the morning and she gets things done, right? But I could see, you know, once you have um, a child and, and a family, it does become a little bit more difficult and you've got other commitments, it does become a little bit more difficult. So um, I think any spouse of an endurance athlete would tell you, you know, they're in it with you. This is, it's an individual sport. When I'm out there running the London Marathon, I'm the only one who can run those 26.2 miles, but I am not the only one on Team Brandon. Um, I've had a, a ton of help from my wife and and Laurel, if, if you're listening, thank you so much for everything. I love you. You're, you're freaking amazing. Um, but she helps, you know, um, take uh, watch our son. And it's not like she's babysitting. She's mom. She loves it. It's amazing for her. But, you know, she's got things that she needs to do as well and, and things for our family that she wants to get done. Um, so she's been amazing in, in helping and, you know, just taking our son to the kids room and our YMCA so I can get on the trail for an hour and, and having them help, um, you know, grandparents who will, um, pitch in and, and, and watch our son for a weekend. So, you know, I can get my long runs in. So just a lot that goes into, you know, me being able to live out my goals of running all um, six of the of the world major marathons. So um, to everybody who's helped, thank you so much. And especially to my wife, Laurel, um, thank you. You're the best. And just like a six hour marathon, the long and slow march known as the Run Slow Carb Hard Show is over. Thank you for listening. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to do this and try to juggle everything in my life, but um, really sincerely appreciate everybody for listening. Um, probably going to scrap the the videos on Rumble for right now just because it takes a while to, to get those edited and, and uploaded. But I'm going to try to stay with the podcast as long as I am. So sincerely, thank you, everybody who listens. If you've liked what you heard and if you've been listening, if you've a longtime listener or new listener, please consider joining me as we help the Outward Bound Trust. I'm asking for 250 people donate $5. Let's get this fundraising done and let's get kids in the great outdoors. To learn more about the Run Slow Carb Hard podcast, give us a follow on Instagram at Run Slow Carb Hard. This podcast is part of my fundraising effort for the Outward Bound Trust as one of their charity runners for the 2022 London Marathon. To donate, please visit the link in the show's description. And remember, with God and a good pair of running shoes, all things are possible. Can't keep running away